What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Betsburts Golf 2023 Waste Management Phoenix Open Betting Preview. Andy Molitor shortly on the grounds uh, heading there to take in all the festivities. I'm jealous. I will be living vicariously through you and all of your experiences there. Uh, excited to turn the page. I want to get your thoughts, everyone. Is this like, is this the start of the golf season, Andy? Are we... You know, like it's the Fortnite, uh, it's the Tournament of Champions, but like, yeah. I think the casuals come in for the waste management now. Yeah. Do you do you subscribe to any other newsletters? You can tell, like, you don't have to. It's not like cheating on the Best Sports Golf newsletter, but I do. I do uh, not subscribe few, to any other newsletters, but I but am I open mean, to good suggestions. Well, and some of them are paid, which is really tough for me to like because there's so much good free content out there too. But, um. There's a fellow, and I mean, he he tweets about this stuff too. But Jeff Shackelford, hmm. uh, Jeff with a G, just like our friend, uh, he he puts out some stuff. He calls this the millennial ma- the millennial major, which is that tickled me in all the right ways, like that. Yeah, because it is an elevated event. So we have the big purse. You have like everybody who's allowed to be here, who has you know a top twenty five ranking is here. So this is. If this can't get your blood pumping, I don't know what can. I know it maybe doesn't make a lot of sense, especially this year. But man, wouldn't this be a good one for last week? Like you have that, you have the week before the Super Bowl. There's no football to compete with. People are itching for something, and you have the most fun tournament. You have Harry Higgs flopping his cans out. You have people where you know Fina wearing the Kobe jersey and looking like he's having fun. All the stars are there. If we keep it an elevated event, it'll stay that way. We have all the, all the big names, all the household names are there. People get to see how much people are having fun at the stadium. You know, the stadium hall, the bleachers. There's people like, beer bonging and like it, it's it's a ton of probably fun. actually bonging because you you know there's dispensaries yeah. in Arizona. So yeah, you know. there it is legal eagle down there. So so it, it just it feels like a good one to not go up against the Super Bowl at the same time. Every year, I mean, the Super Bowl doesn't start till like five at night, man. So yeah, every year this is like your. It is kind of a nice lead in, especially when you win. Like I had a Matsuyama ticket years ago. That felt great because I just took that and like, what if I bet thirty more Super Bowl props? <laughs> that doesn't sound like a bad idea. So, and we'll we'll get to Super Bowl props in a second too. But I, yeah, obviously I love this. I think the actual question you asked was, is it the start of the season? Kind of, kind of, sort of. I know some like some one and done start here. This okay. is they they just ignore the first month because most people aren't paying attention, and the way they're doing it too with the elevated events. I think the golf, you know, the PGA feels that way too. The problem here, and I get your point. I think it makes uh, a ton of sense. Is that we have maybe the most beautiful property in our country for golf. Pebble Beach, and we bastardized the event by making it a three-course rotation. This is the first time in weeks we haven't had three courses, right, or multiple courses, right? Even you know, yep. uh, even Tory, we had uh, you know Thursday with the North and the South, Thursday, Friday. Ah, man, I would love to see something different with Pebble. I would love to see. I don't know. It, I understand that that'll always be a piece. I, I think it's interesting, and I know that there was a lot of. Uh, historic things and why they do the pro-am that way. And I, I don't know, I, I feel like having, you know, maybe more so finding a different way to, to 
flash a light on on pebble bring it back somewhere else move it do something different like i i do think that last week should have been a that is where kind of the PGA tour needs to kind of step up and, and take advantage of that gap week in a better way. I do think you make a great point. This leads in perfectly. Like we've had playoffs. We had a playoff last year. We still get out in time for the Super Bowl. So like it doesn't really step on the toes. Oh yeah. One, one of those uh, Matsuyama uh, tournaments that, that was a playoff for sure yeah. years ago. Bubba, I'm trying to think who he went up against. That was a fun one. And yeah, it, it does always feel like this happens. It's mid afternoon. It's done. You have time to take in the puppy bowl. You have time to get in, you know, make your con chili con queso dip or your wings or your little smokies, what have you. So it is kind of a perfect way to kill the time because Super Bowl is like Christmas for a lot of people. And it sucks waiting all day for it. If you have this golf, especially if you have somebody in the running, if you have somebody to sweat, and it was a really good tournament. Like the I didn't have either ticket, and I know some people did, so I'll, I'll sympathize or congratulate. But, like, Sahith, you know, kind of coughing it up at the end sucks. But, like, him having a little bit of a coming out party is, yeah. hey, I'm I'm a good enough golfer to win tournaments now. That was really fun. I mean, it really kind of marked the, the ascent of, like, hey, it's going to be the spring of Scotty, motherfuckers. And I mean that was awesome. And then just you know, obviously the the atmosphere. So one of my favorite tournaments that's not you know not a major, not Riv, not. Uh, I'm trying to think if I had to rank them. Honestly, I I put this ahead of like the PGA. Okay. Like, <clears throat> obviously, it's the worst. It's the worst of the majors. Sure. It's not even close. The players. This was just yeah. This was just too fun. I put the players. Ahead of the PGA, man, the PGA might be like my seventh favorite tournament. That's kind of yeah. rough. I, uh, it's it's fourth and with a bullet as far as majors go for me. So I love this one. I love Riv. I love uh, Memorial. I love the 3M. Just the, <laughs> the the pomp and the circumstance there in Blaine. Obviously, there's a lot going on there. But this is yeah, this is a week I'm excited to actually sit and watch golf. Whereas like last week, like you mentioned, the bastardized format, the you know the what have you? And the weather obviously made it the, the weather the weather insufferable to watch. The weather, and yeah, the weather really hurt. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I just Matt, think it's Matt Ryan it's, pointing out back to one course, that, and that kind of, that simplifies things for handicapping as well. For like, sure, we're not for looking sure. at two courses that we have zero, you know, shot link data from. Yep, uh, and that's actually interesting here too. Is one of the things that is I'm curious to get your thoughts on it because I don't think it's anything in terms of the unique layout or design of the course. But when you look at uh, Data Golf as a cool course history tool, and they show that outside of Augusta and outside of Walleye, uh, TBC Scottsdale is the third most predictive in terms of course history, um, which is curious to me because I don't think that there's a ton in terms of like, I don't know, just unique shots or, you know, things that you want to play. I do think a lot of it has to do with the nature of the event. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. And I know that there's some weirdness to, I almost, Oh shit. Like we didn't mention Ron's preview yet. I'm going to have to physicist. Andy's going to have to give him a little guff. He mentions the dry air helping the ball rip a little. Actually humid air helps the ball rip Ron. Not by much. That doesn't really affect it. The altitude, the elevation is a much bigger factor in that than, yeah. than how much humidity is in the air. But we're going to have to sit down and have a stark conversation about the ideal gas law after this. 
But I mean, it, it is, it is, it's not only an elevated event, it's an elevated altitude. It's like 1500 above sea level. The ball does fly here. Not only, not only because of that, but you're never going to have a headwind because of how this is built. You're, you're really not dealing with weather ever. We don't see a ton of precipitation this time of year down. I mean, ever it's the desert guys. You don't see the winds because some of the holes are blocked off. You have the mountains kind of closing things in as well. So I, I guess I can see it from that sense. And it's just, it's just kind of like, and it's not to say this is an easy course. I feel like easy and TPC get thrown together too much because you see sure. that on like deer run and twin cities and even like Surich. You know, some some of those are just like this is a plain Jane, easy, easy yeah. to approach course, and it's yeah. not like scores will be low here, but a lot of that comes down to it's you have the best of the best here. Some guys are going to score. There's some pretty short holes. There's some pretty scorable holes. One right behind you. It's, I mean, they're going to play that at like 140 some days. It's there's going to be some pretty easy threes if you can hit a nice high loft and and stick some darts. So, yeah, I mean. I guess I see the comps. There's some great risk reward stuff on the back yeah. half, which I think makes part of why it is a spectacular uh, event to watch and to sweat because, you know, there are, there are low numbers. I mean, 16 gets all the hubbub. Um, 17, I think is one of the great uh, finishing holes in, you know, or I guess, you know, finishing three at 17, like it's a very drivable or a spot that you can leave yourself just a little bit short. Um, you know, and make some really low numbers. And, you know, I just think it's a, it's an exciting course. You got to be able to take chances here and we're going to have this Andy. It's very unique. We have it obviously all the time during majors. It becomes very difficult at times to cross names off the list. Um, what's separating some of these guys at the top and the top can in, in a spot like this, as you mentioned, everyone's here that can be except Zalator's right. Um, these guys have basically, they're allotted one skip, in terms of the designated events, um, you know, Zal pick this one for whatever reason, but basically everyone else that we would consider top of the field that's non-live is here. So um, it becomes a very, very difficult spot to make some decisions in terms of the board. It feels like a major where it's very easy to justify, you know, shooting at the top of the board. And you and I don't often spend a lot of time, we'll talk about the top of the board, but when we kind of formulate our cards not a lot of times are we dealing with single digits. Not a lot of times are we dealing with guys even sub 20. And I think it's really hard to get away from that here. Uh, we like to do bombs. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, you had a bombs only card, right? And had like viable sweats. You know, I had a viable sweat with Brandon Todd at 80 last week. Uh, I could be wrong. I don't want to speak out of turn. I don't think that's happening here with this type of leaderboard with the immaculate course history that some of these guys at the top have with some of the fits that the guys at the top have, uh, you know, how do we kind of suss through this when again, we have these like two bulldogs with Rory and Rom who are both sub 10 playing incredible golf. And then you have the, the next tier. If you want to kind of cross, you know, and make a tier there that is like really deep loaded with a bunch of guys. Like how do we make these decisions? Yeah, and that, and that is the thing about this this field, this event, this course, this setup, and these guys is like if you want to if you want to get a bomb home here, it's not just oh I need Rory and Rom to play badly, which is a huge ass. If you look at their last you know twenty four fifty whatever have you, like just looking at how they've played and how they've played here, how they play on similar courses, that's a huge ask 
But then, you know, not only does your bomb have to play kind of out of his mind, you need last year's champ, Scotty Scheffler, to underperform. You need Xander Shoffley, who has a really good course fit here to underperform. You need two-time major winner and someone who's pretty decent already this year, Colin Morikawa, to underperform. Tony Finau, who's had success on TPC courses. Justin Thomas, who I actually kind of hate here. Patrick Cantley, Max Homa, who's won already this year. Sung J.M., Hideki, who's won at this event. Tom Kim, I haven't even got to. I mean, Jordan Spieth is like 15th down the board. Major winner from last season, Matthew Fitzpatrick, who, yes, maybe is carrying some injuries still, is still a name I hadn't even got to. Like, there's just such a barrier for entry to be like, I'm taking Denny McCarthy at 200 to one. I'm taking, you know, I'm taking Andrew Putnam this week again. Like last week, you take Andrew Putnam, good, fine. You take Kucher last week, good. You're 175 to one here. Just, I just can't, I can't do it. I'm going to go a little lower than maybe some people, but you're seeing a ton of people put out cards and it's just a bunch of 20s and, you know, some 18s and, I think that's kind of where I'm at. I'm still shopping around some prices, waiting for some things to pop. But, um, yeah, my card is I have six names that I'm going to bet. And oof, it's there's one with a big number, and that's it. And the number is not that big, big by any means. I did find a, an 80 on it, and that's just more of a more respect to this guy. Yeah. I do think that that's just that that's really hard. I think part of it is it becomes a discussion around, you know, how you structure outright betting, and it is a different beast than really anything else, too, right? So, like, um, you know, there's I think maybe you jump in the comments if I'm wrong, if you have a different thought. I think people either bet a flat dollar amount, like um, you know, X amount of units or a partial unit or how, however that is. Or people bet a to-win amount to be able to structure it um, where you can basically know you're going to clear X amount of profit. Um, that's how I do it. In, in that in that way, the top of the card bets are a little bit more expensive, right? If I'm trying to bet to a to-win number, you know that makes the you know top of the board cards. Uh, you know you have to make a decision. Like, do I want to bet Rom or do I want to bet uh, three guys that are you know, three X's number and that becomes a, a difficult discussion. So Rory or Rom, did you, again, I, you, I don't have not seen your card. Uh, you have not posted anything yet. Um, did you even consider them? I'm guessing you didn't shoot there. You know, there's uh, looking across the board. So basically kind of come together. There was a little gap and I've seen some stuff this morning where there are some spots where the gap is, is a little bit uh, wider here. I think because you see Rom here more often than Rory, Rom is the favorite here in terms of the betting markets, uh, but close, you know, seven and a half, eights, basically for both guys. Would you, what percentage chance would you lay on? And I want this just as a Rory or Rom wins the tournament mm-hmm. in percentage. Man, it's such a loaded, it's such it a loaded, such a loaded field behind them. Yeah, I would say 10 to 15. I was going to say high end 15. Okay. So, and we, it's funny. I talked to somebody earlier about dutching math. So dutching, dutching means betting multiple, multiple outcomes. And oftentimes it's not the same as hedging or arbing because in those cases, one, one or the other bets is going to win. Now, if you're, if you're dutching Ram and Rory, 
there are still 130 other guys that could win the tournament. You could lose both bets. So you are actually, you are risking your entire stake. It's not the same as arbing or hedging. So to bet them is like plus 350 on a, on a hedge. And that comes out again, we can get into the maybe figuring out the no vig price and going from there and tightening up this number a little bit, but that's essentially saying 22%, which is high. Mm-hmm. I know they're very, very good, but golf is a funny game. And we've seen, we've seen both of these guys, you know, they don't win every single tournament they're in, although it has seemed like they've been there, especially with Brom, Brom on Sunday pushes, we can see some pretty low rounds here. So the fact that uh, a Dutch price between two, eight to ones is plus three fifty. And that comes out to about a, an implied 22% win in chance. I'm going to go ahead and say they should be tens and I'm going to skip them both. I did skip them both. I stayed away from both of the, the big prices. Maybe there's, if you like one of these guys, maybe, maybe parlay it with who you like in the Super Bowl so you can feel decent about the payout. But yeah, um, at least you'll have something to sweat in the game. Like uh, you're sitting on, you know, you could be sitting on Chiefs at, uh, you know, 15 to one or something like that. That's fun. I don't, I, I really didn't consider them. I think they're both fantastic. You, you can't argue um, any other way, but again, I, the teardrop in price just isn't, I can't justify it. Right. Like I just no. can't in terms of the strength of the, of the field, right. If this was Mexico or these guys were in the field last week with the top tier that we had of like Spieth, Vic and, and Fitz, then yeah, I mean, I feel like they're by far the class of it. But uh, we have so many other guys that, uh, like I said, course history, because we have to give it some greens this week. And then the course fit. They're just, there's a lot of guys in form that fit this place. And, like, Scotty Scheffler kind of starts the next year. You mentioned Xander. Um, those guys are right there. Cantley, again, was in the playoff last year. Hadn't played here a lot. But, again, obviously pretty good debut. Uh, those guys just don't feel that far off in terms of, just baseline skill, um, and we're you know having to really pay the piper in terms of, of what we're getting with with Rom and Roy. So, um, how about that next tier? I mean, it's a big tier. You know, I mentioned Scotty, Xander, Finau, Cantley, Morikawa, uh, Homa, JT. I mean, it's it's hard to cut it off anywhere. Um, feel like we're gonna have someone definitely in the mix uh, from the guys we've already talked about. Did you shoot in this tier? I did, and I, I kind of wanted to get your opinion on Scotty, just based on how much golf you've seen him play this year. Yeah, this is imagine being considered maybe out of form, or not like you know playing at your peak when you basically his last few starts third, ninth, second, seventh, eleventh. Like, yeah. and he hasn't putted. Well. He's the putter has been really abysmal since really the U.S. Open. Um, where you know he almost t- took that down there against uh, against Fitz. So ball striking. This is a ball striker's paradise. Uh, par four scoring. Like he's a lead off the tee, and I know you can kind of get away with a little bit of wayward drives here, but he obviously good drive percentages is through the roof. He's been incredible. Um, scrambling can sometimes matter a little bit here too, and he's fantastic at that. It's all been putting woes. Um, we just haven't seen spike putting weeks from him. So. No problem. There's some 15s I've seen. Let me see what I got out here. See if there's anything longer than that currently. Um, looks like 15s are even gone. 14s for the most part. Uh, yeah. So uh, Scotty and Xander were my toughest crossouts, I guess. And I didn't, you know, if I crossed them off, I just the guys that I really, really thought coming in that I 
would want to bet. Um, and just some of the other numbers made it harder for me to pass on those guys. But yeah, Scotty is, uh, I think Scotty should be closer to Rory and Rom. We just haven't seen the putting, and I we think long term that's going to bounce back. Really close. What what is the best price you're seeing in Xander right now? Uh, sixteen. Yeah, I'm close on that. I haven't pulled the trigger. That's uh, I did skip both of these guys. Uh, if I had a preference, it would be Xander, just based on price. But I was hoping for eighteens. If I don't find it, I'm probably not betting it. Again, like you mentioned, we haven't seen the spike putting weeks. Haven't just seen Scotty that much. Sometimes I think that matters. Coming, It's not coming in cold and playing this event last year where you're dueling down the stretch with uh, – and tr- truthfully, Xander was in the mix. I bet Xander here last year. He was actually in the mix and not like – He was very Xander much way. in the mix. It yeah. just uh, like 15, 16, 17 didn't go the way he needed them to go. And otherwise, he he was right there. Yeah, Xander um, has a has a tendency to be in the mix in terms of like final leaderboard, but not necessarily yeah. uh, tasting any Sunday smoke, uh, as Feinberg would say. But like he actually was in the mix last year. Yeah. So um, yeah, he's he's got a lot of. So I'm, I'm going to put a pin in Xander. I'm probably going to bet him if I find the right price. I haven't I'm, searched. If I, I have like, an 18 with you, I would get. I'd probably take another shot. And again, that'd be more expensive card than I typically do, but. It's just kind of one of those. It's like a major week almost. It's a Super Bowl. Yeah. It's like uh, I, I'd overextend a little bit uh, for the right number for for Xander. Eighteen, I would jump into. Yeah. yeah. So I did. Uh, I left that alone. Scotty, I want to. Lo- I feel like I'm going to feel dumb after this because I feel like Scotty might be the. Hey, this is Rom. This is Rory. This is a guy that won more than those guys last year, and you're getting him at you know a, a considerably bigger price than those guys sitting under ten. But just the the layoff, the rust, I don't know. Maybe I'll just leave him alone at this price. And maybe it's a live ad because he is somebody where he can play himself into form in like 36 holes. Or if he's sitting six back with 36 to go, you know, we'll see what his price is then because he's he's live for a, a couple lively rounds over the weekend. But, yeah, the really the, the guy I ended up in, in this whole section was Finau be, and mostly because I found a 20. Yeah, that's nice. There were uh, DraftKings reshifted. They were first. They've been hanging out for like actually a couple months yeah. having this market up there. And then it was completely unbettable because everyone had like 20 guys at like 20 or shorter, which is wild. Then they reshifted over the weekend. And Finau was out there at 25. And yeah. uh, I had a hard time. Uh, that was again, I was like, I part of it was I love. Monday morning, I love being seeing the board and just having the one book. I was paralyzed and somewhat consumed by that over the weekend. Like, do I, what do I do with that 25? Like, those are going to be gone, or is that the best of the number? We're going to get a 28 or a 30. So, yeah, what do you make of um, his weird course history here? It's a second, right? He lost in the playoff uh, yeah. to Webb and then nothing but missed cuts, but he like feels like a picturesque fit in terms of ball striking, par four scoring all the things that we want here in terms of what his skill set is um, drinking. Sorry. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I know. I just drinking. If you don't trim your mustache, sometimes you get a little hole in your lip and you spill, but um, yeah. I, and I'd say too, where Tony Finau was last February is not where he left the season off. Like where he was at the end of the summer, ripping through tournaments, winning uh, every tournament. It's like he had one more kid in that picture. I think he has. I think he has twenty-seven children now. 
Like they're they're just all over the place. It's just he's he's such a likable guy too, and he immediately he the children just uh, swamp him when he wins the tournament. But yeah, where where he's at compared to where he was and where I have his numbers, I put him strictly in the the Scheffler Shoffley uh, Morikawa Cantlay kind of chunk that's right bef- behind Ram and Rory. Like I I didn't I'm not saying I'm not betting Ram and Rory because I don't think they're that good. I just can't justify quite justify the prices. I have them clearly in a tier of their own, but uh, of yep. those, the guys, the Fino, the Morikawa, the Scheffler, Shoffley, Cantlay, I, I have him the highest of those five right now. Form, fit, you know, just ball striking numbers that I'm using here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna play him. I know I, I it'd have been awesome to grab the twenty five to one. Didn't get that. I don't honestly like. I feel like I'd just be done with DraftKings if I started driving down to Iowa on like Sundays to pet DraftKings, and was always hitting openers and just was getting the CLV. I think I'd be done anyway. So maybe it's good. I'm just gonna get the the worst of the number on this. And there, I mean, there's places that are 16, 18. So I'm happy with the 20. Yeah, 20s on my card. I bet this already. Yep, 20s out there still. Um... MGM in terms of domestics, bet 365 if you happen to have that. Otherwise, we mostly shifted to 18s. So, yeah, nothing wrong with the the 20 whatsoever. Um, Cantley was another guy that I considered and uh, couldn't pull the trigger again. Only one appearance here, but there's just just not a lot of holes to ever poke in Patrick Cantley's game. Oftentimes, and you know, this is fair or unfair, like especially when you're in these top tier, like you just kind of bet your guys and guys you like and guys you like to root for and cheer for because again, like we're so subjective. Uh, sometimes Cantley's just not a guy that like, I really want to be fired up watching on a, on a Sunday uh, and chasing. And that's preference. Like I just, I, it's just not one of my guys often. Uh, but again, he's totally in the mix. I know Ron took a big chunk of Cantley. Um, I'm surprised that we have Cantley still at 20 North of 20 in some spots. Chris is at 24. Yeah. On Cantley, that's a really big number, and uh, it's something that if I had Chris, I would probably have a hard time not getting down on Cantley at 24 in relation to like a lot of the 18s and stuff we're seeing domestically. So, so, and and I mean, that leads me into it. I did bet that that's that's just oh, too, too far, it's too off, too far off market because they have you know, they have Scotty and Xander ahead of the pack, but then Colin and Tony are right there at 18s, and then to, to put Cantley down there. You know, and, and again, I don't love JT here, but to put him down there, kind of in the Max Homa price range for uh, that, where I have this guy sitting right now, again with fit, with form, with irons play, with how he he lines up this course, like yeah, I bet some can't lay at twenty four, and I'm right word. with you. I don't enjoy cheering for him, but I mean, I bet on people I hate all the time. It's true. Twenty four is just a really really good number. Uh, so yeah, no problem, no problem firing there. Um, I'm going to skip a thought here, and I want to go because you've said it a couple times. Um, you do not like JT here. Uh, I, the JT form has not been great. Um, the course history has been the yeah. fit, theoretically, in terms of ball striking. Uh, we know sometimes JT, in terms of maybe what separates him from some of these other guys up in this top tier, is he can get a little wayward off the tee. Not really a problem here. Um, so that kind of mitigates that. And again, he is danced around the top without really closing. Um, you look at kind of what he's done here, eight, 13th, back-to-back threes. Uh, he's been in the mix 
Uh, so talk to me about why JT is uh, is kind of an easy crossoff for you. And, and it is kind of a, a weird dichotomy between uh, not being in trouble and being in trouble off the tee. Because there's a lot here, and it's going to be similar to, <clears throat> you know, a couple weeks ago down in San Diego there where – or where was – am I off one tournament? Yeah, Farmers San, Sa- San Diego is the, the tall rough. Like, that's where we actually yes. had some grass. Yes, yes, yes. So t- three weeks ago there where we had uh, where we had the yeah, the farm – or excuse me, what, what was the week before that? Why can't I even remember the schedule? We've had like six tournaments. Before the Farmers? Uh, Amex? Yeah. Yeah, the Amex, where we had some, you know, the the rough is short. The rough is going to be even shorter this week than than normally. Like, if you were a little bit off the off the fairway, you're not in trouble. You're fine. There's a lot of open angles. This is not yeah. a Parkland course. There's not a ton of trees. If you're a little ways further off, you're still not in trouble. But then, like, if you get real wayward, there's a lot more out of bounds here than than some of these other courses. Like, there's a bunch of spots where you're you're in a you know you're in bleachers, you're in a you're in the desert, you're in a bush, you're in you know you're behind a bunch of cactuses and rocks and shit. You can get in trouble if you get really you know really wayward. So I'm not super worried about him with that. But I mean, we've seen that from him a few times. Or God, what was the playoff he was in a few? Like last year, where it's, he hit his tee shot and it landed right behind the tree. Do you remember that PGA? The no, he won the PGA. Yeah, or he won the tour. Cha- or what did he win last year? JT. I feel like he had a win. He, he won the PGA. He only won the PGA. Year. Yeah, he was yeah. he was close a handful of other spots, but yeah, PGA was the lone win, which is I think the first time he's only had one win. Um, yeah, no, the last last two years, one three in twenty twenty. Uh, Five and seventeen, three and eighteen. Yeah, he yeah he wins annually. He was your CJ Cup winner in twenty nineteen, but yeah, I, I think I just have him uh, lower than the rest of the guys in that that section, based off his his iron play over the last section of time, based off his form, and then I mean I have his fit pretty decent here, but if he gets wayward. It's it's gonna be like, hey, JT finished top ten, and that's great, but he never comp- never contended really. Yeah, and that's kind of where I have him in that spot. Yeah, I think that that's all um, all makes sense. The approach has been again, he's been gaining strokes on approach. He's been gaining fewer than he typically does. So uh, you know, your point in terms of um, you know iron form and uh, ball striking stuff has been a little bit down. Um, he is. Very similar to Scotty, where part of his recent struggles, and again, like fifth, 40th, fifth, 25, 25, struggles are all really relative uh, for the top of the tier. But uh, it's been a lack of, of spike putting weeks. He's been <clears throat> got a field average at best. He's had some pretty egregious putting weeks, and I think that's kind of been why he's struggled. Um, he hasn't been a form guy, though, historically and what i mean by that is like we will see these these wins come off of you know bad recent play players yeah. was like miscut 13th miscut 14th something like that and then he you know goes out and wins you know the 35th of the heritage and then goes and wins the pga um i just a guy that i've won a lot of money on over the years backing and anytime we're at 20 25 i get a 25 on rivers there's 22s still out there at mgm I uh, just a guy that I, I have a hard time not pulling the trigger at 25. Again, backing out to long-term form even longer, which I think sometimes makes a lot of sense in golf. Uh, ball striking is just 
it's been pretty incredible. So I think it's a guy that really loves this event as well. And that, I think that speaks to his, his recent uh, you know, top finishes again, hasn't won back-to-back thirds a couple years ago, but uh, 25 is just almost a blind bet for me. I just don't think yeah. he's that different of a guy than even a, a Xander or Scotty. I just don't understand the physics of it. He hits the ball a long way. Hmm? He's like 106 pounds. Soaking wet. Like his arms look like, I mean, it's like the, the how they joke and make, I don't even know the name of the actor, but at the beginning of the first Captain America where they make him skinny with like computer magic. That's how he looks. Like he just looks like a puny little twerp. And he hits like he hits the country miles sometimes. So yeah, I don't I don't understand how that works. That'll always bother me. But agreed. Um, some places have him a little lower than that. If you find a twenty five, it's not a horrid price, I guess. I'm just off him. Yeah, and mostly because sense. I have to I have to start picking some favorites because there's a ton of guys in this range, and it's like, well, yeah, I'd love to bet Sung Jay, and I'd I'd love to bet Scotty, and then a lot of those prices are just it's a little price prohibitive to add everybody in that range, obviously. Yep. I said it here, I said it to anyone who wants to talk golf who will listen. Um Colin Morikawa is either winning this. Or is winning next week at Genesis at you know Riviera. I know um, I'm saving I'm saving my bullet for next week. So, I was close. I was close, but like his 18. I'm, I I hope he plays badly. Like this is what I'm cheering for. Yeah. I mean, if he doesn't win, I hope he plays horribly. Misses the cut. So. Yeah. No, I I need him to go out there and like really duff around in the first round, then just mail it in on Friday, go home, and then he wins Riv. I yeah. mean, that's that's the plan. Uh, he, he was. I had him highlighted for a while. Almost bet him. Just um, I'm leaving it for next week. Yep. I'm just committed to it, and I can't – I think next week is perfect as Don't well. Don't even watch the show next week, guys. We're just going to bet Colin. That's it. Yeah. Blind bet. Um, and if he wins this week, I'll bet him again next week. I can't not bet him because yeah. I think he's winning one of these two. Yeah, just great start to the year. Um, I, you know, he's really close to having two wins um, in what he did, at, you know, TOC. He was really in the mix at Farmers. He seems to have found something uh, on the greens. The chipping has improved, and we know the ball striking is just insane. He drove the ball so well at the Farmers. And I know we just kind of spoke about it. It doesn't matter quite as much here. But, like, I still think it does matter. If it is part of your baseline skill, I don't have to worry about you having a – good week off the tee and i just know you're gonna paint it consistently like field average fairways found at farmers 57 percent, really low like it's a tough driving course it's there are um you know pretty narrow they made it harder the rough is harder he hit the fairway on 34 of his 42 drives just insane uh 79 clip like again 20 plus percent clear of the tournament average. His good drive percentage was basically, you know, a combination of even if you do miss and just kind of roll into the, the fringe, you still find yourself with a green and regulation. It was like 90%. Just wild stuff. He's going to put himself in position to make a ton of birdies here. Only played once, 25th. So not like immaculate and lengthy course history like some of the other guys here at the top. But like, man, it, 10 strokes on approach at Farmers. And if he is, Field average, this is kind of the old MO from Morikawa. If he is field average putting, he's been better. But if he's even field average, he's consistently knocking on the door. And he's going to close one of these next two. Um, so I have to bet him here in case that happens here. Uh, but I am happy backing him at an even shorter number at the Genesis. But I am uh, okay. 25s hung out there on DraftKings for a while. 
we are those are completely gone. It looks like there are some twenties out there still, eighteens. Just love this guy, and he's going to win multiple times this year. He could do it here in February. Yeah, I was close. I agree with everything you said, but I will cheer against you in this one. I hope he loses. I hope he flames out. Looks horrible. Maybe breaks a club. Get a thirty wanna, at Riv. Wanna, yeah, I want to get a thirty at Riv. Yeah. Um. Don't hate that. Yeah. Last kind of guy in this section before I get a little deeper. Tom Kim. There's thirty fives. Skill sets there. I know we, we saw him not play so well a few weeks back, but he should be like twenty five. Like he should be in that. He should probably be in that home of price range, like to to get a thirty five. And you know you don't have the don't have the history, you don't have a, a ton of form to work with. But just watching the guy golf, I, I don't see how he. It's not just a match made in heaven here. So every, everything you know, form course fit, irons, and with the bigger greens too. I think he does. I think he's throwing some darts here. Yeah, I think we I think we see some easy putts for this guy this week. I think we see some scoring. So, getting thirty five on Ju Hung Kim, Mister Tom, the tank engine train guy. I kind of I kind of just had to at the price. I forget. I know, and, and, I I know it's a, it's a product of the field, and that's why it's a little deeper. But yeah, I want to give credit to whoever said it, and I don't know who it is, so I'm sorry. Um, but I'm acknowledging that this is not my thought. Uh, but it makes sense to me. Is someone uh, said back Tom Kim at places that Good Web had success at, um, yeah. and that makes a ton of sense to, um, in terms of uh, skill sets. And this is one of those places that uh, Good Peak Web played well at. Uh, I'm in the same spot. I want Tom Kim to implode here because um well actually you know what i already bet him at the players i want i think tom kim is a perfect fit for the players i already took a 36 on tom kim we're not going to get 40s on tom kim so um part of it for me is just the first timer piece doesn't mean he can't do it i just again i'm trying to find reasons to cross guys off this is his debut he does seem like a guy again he's 20 can't drink here um, that would kind of really feed off of all the energy. I think he'll be a very easy crowd well, favorite. You, you, I mean, yeah, you, you saw him at President's Cup. I think he can thrive with the yeah. crowd getting excited for him. Yeah. So that makes a ton of sense. I wanted to go back to Homa, and I didn't. I didn't care. Like I really thought if I could have got like a a longer number on Max. I do think that some people think this is crazy. He shouldn't be priced here. This is crazy for Max. But like, I think he's this dude now, and I think he yeah. should be in this mix. The fit is impeccable. Um, you can make the case that it's, uh, you know, he plays better, similar to maybe Zal on tougher tracks. Uh, this is not California, even though it's te- technically West Coast. But I, Max is another guy that Mountain I think loves this atmosphere. We've seen in the course history, Max playing well here. So uh, if someone took a shot at Max at, you know, a 25 or something that, that was out there early, no problem with that at all. I think he kind of is that dude uh, and it makes it makes a ton of sense. Decky is another guy that I had a hard time not firing on. Um I have a sense that Decky would be a guy that you did fire on. No, I did I ended up leaving him off too. Okay. So your uh, your first two were uh Finau and Tom Kim. So yeah, I have Finau 20, Cantley 24. Cantley, yep. Yeah. Okay. Tom Kim 35 and then and then yeah, I did and I did avoid Sungjae. 
I've ordered Matsuyama and everyone else I've already talked about. I ended up, yeah, just, I didn't, there's not a good enough number on Max Homer right now to bet. Uh, you know, I, like I said, I stayed off JT. So it kind of puts you in that next range. Um, I think the Cam Young number is laughably low at this point. I like him, but again, not, not betting him at that price range. Sahith is tempting. Speeth and Sahith. I like that. Kind of in that same section there. Fitzpatrick with the, the injury question marks yet. Although, like, people who just blindly bet against him in all the matchups had to be sweating their balls off for, what, two and a half days? Like, oh, no, he's fine. Like, he's going to he's gonna win all these matchups. And then, of course, he had, like, that four-hole stretch where it's like, oh, here we go. Now I win. So, yeah. He's, these are some long numbers. I jumped in on Cam Young um, on the DraftKings number, which was completely off market. Uh, yeah. 45s hung out there over the weekend. That didn't make any sense um, for Cam Young, especially when he was in contention, um, you know, in, in Saudi Arabia over the weekend against uh, Abe Answer. And we knew that the 45s would vanish. Uh, it was DraftKings. So, of course, I could not get down a full bet. But, uh, you know, Luckily, my wife also likes Cam Young. Oh, good. Yeah, I was going to say, my, my wife's getting a BetUS account here soon. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Although Cam I will be I'll, be, I'll be getting some legal bets down when I get to Arizona. Yeah. I nice. got to figure out which, because I have the main ones, but I need to like dig in on the horrible new ones. Like FUBU bet isn't a thing anymore or whatever. Mm. So like I, I don't think I don't think I have Rivers. I should go get a Rush Rivers account, I guess. But oh. we'll see what they have to offer. I I, I get you. You got a good price early. It's, I'm kind of sitting in this boat where I'm making my bets on a Tuesday morning. That number's gone. Not only that, but it was DraftKings. I can't. Uh, yeah, I can't get down on most of that unless I end up leaving the state. In this section, though, there is there is someone who is kind of a. And again, sometimes this isn't the best news that bookmaker has the best price because it's a pretty robust market that takes pretty big limits and a lot of, you know, sharp money is driving it in. They also have a, you know, that uh, the the 411 paperhead clone that I think drives some of that market as well that people can bet pretty big limits on. So I hate doing this sometimes, but Victor Hovland's like 45 to one here. And I mean, what what are we doing with that? I guess he should be yeah. like thirty. So I I did bet it was like forty five and change. You know how the bookmaker numbers are. It's, it's never yeah. a nice round number, but forty five and change on Victor Hovland. Just I mean, form. It was like top twenty the last few weeks. So he did play a bit in the swing season. I don't take a lot of that. You know, a lot of that's grain of salt stuff. But top ten, top twenty, top five. He played really well, and you know, in the late in the season, he was top five at the Open. He played well at the Tour Championship, and and I think maybe are we just getting like a hey, he missed the cut here last year, didn't didn't play off that well off the tee, and and we're holding that against him because the next few weeks he top ten three times in a row. Um, he won at Mayakoba last year, or you know that was swing season kind of sw- flip around swing season twenty one, so. I'm probably just counting as a blip on the radar and maybe hadn't had that much experience there. But, uh, yeah, 45 for a guy who's kind of checking all my boxes for a price like that. Like, just, of yeah. course, fit. Of yeah. course, fit. I have him top five. 
I'm going to plug in my computer because I'm about to die. I didn't realize that. I, but I, I like the Hovland. It's a bad number. All right. Go plug in your computer. I'll talk about one other foreigner that I'm going to bet. Um, and it's another bookmaker number that, oh, my God. And you know what? It moved. That's funny. Well, it's down to 77, although I bet this at 82 earlier this morning. Lot. You, you Actually, have you guess my, on this uh, one. All right, what am I guessing? Your next one? All right, for, Foreigner. Okay. 75 to 80 to 1. So, somebody I like. God damn it, Seb. Way to ruin the good surprise. Seb <laughs> says, Shane Lowry always plays well early in the season. T to Green B, short game, one on Desert Tracks and Dubai. Played very yep. well there a few weeks ago. He's got some good finishes a while back. I think maybe getting you know some of his DP finishes weren't – great but i mean he won the bmw the different the other bmw there's like four bmw tournaments guys yeah but that bmw is also a big boy event yeah the the bmw in england or austria i'm I'm, I'm trying to remember where they have that but the field there is legit he won a legit big boy tournament in the in the fall there the swing season isn't the same on the dp tour there's actually a couple really good tournaments in september he won there. He's been playing over in the desert now. He comes this way, and um, I mean, I'd, like, I'd make him like 40, 45, 50. We were like comfortably betting. 75, 80, yeah. Shane, Shane Lowry, small, smaller bet, I suppose, if you don't want to get too squirrely with a big number, but I bet him at 82 to 1 this morning. Hmm. See, we, we've been comfortably betting Shane Lowry last year at 30, 28. Um, so, I just I think that uh, it's just a it's a bad number. Most domestics, uh, other than DraftKings, who's at eighty, feels very off market. Uh, some other places are are significantly shorter. So that's the closest to the number that you got. Um, yeah, I think it's a bad I think it's a bad number. Um, another guy that's down here. Well, I'm going to go up a little bit before coming back down. Um, the number is gone, although it looks like there's still some fifties out there. Sam Burns was fifty five on DraftKings. Yeah. It's just a bad number on Sam Burns, who has not again like not been playing good. The form is not great um, in terms of you know where he was earlier last year. Just I think the, the just the pedigree, the actually baseline skill set is significantly better, and uh, we're getting a discount off of recent form on Sam Burns. So I don't love the forties that are out there, but you know if you're still finding forty fives, fifties, I think it's still a little too high for for Burns, who we know can get white hot with the putter. Uh, can you know, can get high. the irons have kind of been part of the, the problem here of late. Um, but if he you know gets that dialed in, he's going to make a lot of putts in terms of some of these top tier guys. His baseline putting is is higher than most. So Burns at fifty five was uh, was a nice easy click for me as a guy that I like to back anyway. And it feels just like a longer like it's the JT thing, but just long term. Like the recent form hasn't been great, but I think just long term he's better than what we've seen. So um, yeah, this is kind of for me where we tar- start to step down and have to start to have real conversations with can these guys like actually win here like i i like this spot for keegs keegs is a guy i like to bet on uh, do i think keegan is winning here against this field probably not i probably like keegs at a tougher track um you know Corey connors is a ball striking wizard yeah um, couldn't do it was going to be maybe one of my guesses when you told me he was a, a foreigner that was down in this price tier range um there's a lot of guys that I think make sense that are really hard to pull. Um, Canada foreign? 
Do you know, there's one that I want to, I, I have a couple of, of bombs, I guess we would say. I, there's one more that I want to make uh, that is, it is really surprising number for, for this guy who was on the president's cup team for the Americans. Um, also can get white hot with the putter. Is a guy that likes to interact with the crowd a little bit. Um, is uh, Billy Ho? Billy Ho loves I, this place. I know. One ten. They're one tens. Nineties. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of have this this chunk of players that just missed the cut, and the numbers. And a lot of times, it's the number right behind their name too. That's like shit. It's Corey Connors at this price. You know, Joel Joel Dahman at this price, you know, and and Horschel's one of those. Hadwin's one of those. But um, Horschel again, like I don't know, I think he's better than those guys, right? Like he's yeah. Oh, and uh, like you said, Keegan's one of those. Siwoo. Yeah. It just it's tough yeah. for me to picture them. I, I need a little more juice, and I've already got five on the cards. I know, one ten for Billy Ho again. Sixth here last year, ninth here. Uh, you know, two years prior. Basically is based, you know, finished, you know, he missed a cut a handful of years ago, but otherwise he's, you know, T40 minimally and, uh, you know, a couple of uh, top tens, one ten. And he's definitely a finishing position bet for me. It would be someone that uh, comparatively might be someone for, to you to take a look at in, in matchups when you're looking at stuff. Cause some of the guys, I think he's going to be paired up with in terms of where he is on the board, or he's just, I think a class above and, uh, that's a that's an interesting number. The, the bombs I did bet, um, Cage Lee, TBC Lee at ninety five. Uh, some of the iron stuff is really checked out um, and, and popped for me here. So that was too long. Again, Cage Lee won some golf tournaments occasionally. He typically wins like you know the TBC Craig Ranch, but then he won last year. That was a pretty loaded field at that Craig Ranch, surprisingly. Yeah. Um, and Garrett Kigo is not winning this golf tournament. But 250 to one for Gary Kigo felt too long considering how he's playing. He played well here last year. Ball striking has been really good. Again, 250 just feels way too long for a guy I've spent, you know, 20 bucks on uh, worse things in my life. And uh, Gary Kigo would be uh, probably added to the dumpster pile. So those are my losers, KH Lee and Gary Kigo. Um, I might add Billy Ho to the loser pile as well, but like just that, those are bad numbers. Yeah, if I had to bet one. One big bomb, man. Is it Aaron Rye? Probably not. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah. Well, you, you know, the, the one, like the, the one big bomb, the one big bomb. Like, there's some pretty big domin numbers. I don't mind his fit here, Brandon Steele. But again, I'm not going to. I'm, I'm sticking with a, a tight five. Can do matchups. Figure out. Uh, Figure out what time zone I'll be in when I get out there. And I did a couple of uh, house. Do you have anything else, or I was going to do some housekeeping no. at the end? Okay. Those are my guys. I get those uh, are six guys, but technically, really four. Little little housekeeping then. Um, the patio at St. Andrews is fucking terrible. It's terrible. Like that, that's not a hey. Oh, social media went overboard. Like they had to tear that out. I, I said that. To, I said that. To, um, Wiley on the timeline. I said. If I had that installed at my house, I would be yelling at the contractor. <laughs> it's not just like, oh, they put a patio in and it doesn't look good with the patio. It was a bad patio. That just had to, like, yeah, it would have been, and ideally, not ideally, this would have been horrible, but it, my fucked up head. 
I'm like, what if they hired like a really dumb contractor? And he's like, oh, did they want the bridge gone too? And he just tore up that concrete bridge. How horrible! How horrible would that the he's guy so who's the patio? The, then you blame the guy who thought about putting the patio in at that point. Uh, Seb's pointing up Molinari, not a bomb, might maybe a bomb. Yeah, he's streaky as shit, and you're gonna get a huge number on him. Two fifty. If he can get back to you know somewhere he's somewhere he's been before. He's a he's a somebody to look for. Maybe a top twenty price on something yeah. like that. He likes that, that's the thing. I, that's what I think you do with the bombs here. You look for some top twenty prices because it's just so hard for those guys to overcome. Every good golfer in the world being here, that besides Sal and Patrick Reed. Who's your? Who do you think the best live golfer is? That's not Dustin Johnson. That's uh, Cam. Or no, no, Cam. I forgot. I always forget Cam. When yeah. Cam yeah. is the best, DJ yeah. is not the best. Yeah. yeah. Can't For a while, it. it was like, well, DJ's probably the best golfer over there, but yeah, it's definitely Cam. Yeah, then uh, Pat Perez. Yeah, and Pat Perez. And then also, too, uh, we didn't hit any winners, so I can't give a discount this week. Sorry. you know, Dangerously close, though. Brandon, Brandon Todd did his best to keep it in the mix. But uh, if you did take, you know, if you did take advantage of some of those discounts on the full year subscription, congrats. Um, I did want to throw something in, so I talked to Luis. Uh, a guy who uh, does some work over at Four for Four, and he said, "If you sign up for a full year of golf, and again, this would be the regular price now, we'll give you the Super Bowl package from Four for Four. We'll throw it in, and by throw it in, I mean Jesus Christ, guys! It's actually, and that's where I wanted you to talk about what that what that actually entails, because it's it's just all all the betting picks for all the props that you guys will have at Four for Four." For the Super Bowl, so if you wanted to have a little added bonus to your, you know, getting your golf picks, getting your golf information, your golf data and stuff, that's that's kind of a nice throw-in uh, because the Super Bowl is nigh. Yeah, yeah, we get some. Uh, you know, I think really the because again, like typically the betting subscription to four for four gets you access to the entire site. The entire site currently has less value than it would in football season because you can't leverage the tools and everything that we have, but it gets you a. a a sample of how really our Discord interacts. Um, we got a lot of like-minded, uh, passionate, data-driven degenerates who love to get down on action. We'll be able to tell you um, if you're getting a good price, help you shop things, help you price some of these derivatives that can be, you know, they like to price gouge us right now because they know that we want to get down on stuff. A lot of stuff that is one-way action. Um, we got a lot of great, smart people in that chat that will help talk through some of that with you. And again, like, Andy said, if nothing else, you're going to be able to get all of the picks uh, that we've pushed through and we'll continue to push through here in the next uh, you know, 72 uh, plus hours here until we get to uh, to kickoff. So uh, betting sub is typically like 250 bucks for the year. Right now it's $19 uh, to get you through the end of February. Uh, start to get into some of the NFL draft stuff. Uh, but again, just the Super Bowl package alone, like Andy said, 19 bucks for um, all of the premium content and tools. If you want to still kind of look at some of the data that we have to break down the case. Yeah. It's a good way to take matchup. a nibble. Yeah. Take, take a nibble at the discord and see what's going on in there with some of the, some of the discussions and breakdowns of a lot of the bets that we're seeing for the Super Bowl. Yep. You can get in there. We got, uh, I think I got three tackle props posted. We'll have some more tackles. I think here there's some interesting tackle stuff coming out, which is great. This is my, um, you know, neck of the woods matchups, head to head stuff. I'm hoping some of the stuff can maybe stick and be uh, something that we see a little bit more in the season, but uh, lots of other, you know, normal 
basic bitch props as well. You want to get into some of that stuff. Uh, we'll have all of that. So yeah, great deal. We're getting close, continuing to, to work on uh, the tool here in the customization tool, the splits tool at BetSports Golf. Uh, we still have our matchups tool. You can get a lot of uh, strokes gain data and stuff on the site along with all of the other premium content that we have there too. Access to that Discord where you get all the picks when we post those too. Talked about, you know, the Cam Young number at 45. Morikawa 25, those picks were posted over the weekend. Uh, you'll be able to get into the best of the number when we take action on that stuff too. The Discord allows you to get push notifications for all that stuff. So definitely check it out, betspurtsgolf.com. Uh, the plans page lets you to you know, you take a look at a month, price that out for you too. You want to get the year, take advantage of the four for four stuff, do that. It's there for you too. And yeah, we'll be back next week. Possibly talking about late entrant into the field one eldrick taunt mm. tiger woods we don't know but there is a there is some rumblings that tiger i don't think he does personally i think it's like 2080 but there are some rumblings that tiger will play riv which would be awful fun either way it's a great tournament thanks a lot for everyone in the chat good luck to you and all your bets uh, if you could hit the thumbs up in the YouTube on the way out, enjoy the rest of your Tuesday and we'll see you back here next week. Do, 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 do.